Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stuff Jesus Said podcast. I'm Eric Payton. And I'm Corey Nickel. This is the show where uh, we take something that Jesus said and we discuss it for about an hour. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Dig in deep. We've had such a blast. I hope you have as well. Um, If you haven't already, please find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles are in the uh, show notes. Uh, But we also got a new email set up. So excited. Yeah, so if you don't have... Uh, a Twitter or an Instagram, or you just want to keep a message anonymous or whatever it is, uh, we've got an email set up that you can send a message to and either uh, make comments or request topics or whatever that it is. It's uh, stuff Jesus said podcast at gmail.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, so you can shoot us a, shoot us a message uh, and let us know what you think. Awesome. I'm so excited to use it. Sorry. Sometimes like I pause because I, I see your voice and I'm like, you, I see you do something and I'm like, he's got something to say. And that was one of those times where you look like you were going to say something and I then did. it, it was nothing. It's all good. It was I was, was going to say like, that's a real long email. That is a long email, but it's stuff. It, Jesus it, said podcast. It makes sense. And also stuff. Gmail. Jesus said at stuff. Jesus said at Gmail was not available. Ugh. So don't send it Who to that email take address. That? Add the podcast part to the end of it. Maybe All I right. did already and didn't tell you. You might have. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who would have talked about <laughs> stuff Jesus said. Anyway, so this is our 10th episode. Whoa. Did you ever think that we were going to make 10 episodes? I was about to episodes? say, I was going to tell you, I, I don't, I didn't, no, I don't think so. Not when we started this. Because that essentially for us You didn't means, believe in us? I did, it's not that I didn't believe in us. It's like, number one, I didn't know if we were going to really get into it or if we were going to have time for it. Yeah, but ten episodes for us means ten months. Yeah, that's we've been doing this for ten months because we put out one a month. We're both busy people. We we did an intro episode at the first at the same time. That was first one. That was was in January. Was it really? Yeah, you labeled as zero. Okay, well then this is our tenth. I know it's wild. Okay, this is legit our tenth. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize I did that. So good. Um, so I've got a question for us as we go to our 10th episode. Maybe we'll do this every 10 episodes. I'm not sure. We'll see what we do. Uh, what has stood out to you, Corey, from the first, uh, basically nine episodes since we're on our 10th now? Correct. Um, what's, what's sticking with you? We've, we've talked about love your enemies. Uh, you are the salt of the earth. Don't be afraid with Ryan Hervey. That was a great one. Uh, if you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to that one. Uh, then the next one was don't tell anyone, which was kind of like a, a trick episode. I feel yeah, like it was like sure. the message was actually the exact opposite of the title. Mm-hmm. Um, the kingdom of God has come near. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. Uh, do you want to get well? Which uh, I really love that just passage in general. Um, the next one was what God has joined together. Let no one separate, which was Ben Mason um on marriage which that one was incredible Uh, i learned so much that night even though the audio especially my audio and that one was terrible i just like sat back and listened the whole time and learned so much same it was that was awesome so uh and then the last episode we did was they will do greater things Mm -hmm. and uh yeah you know i think for me what stood out is honestly just small interactions with some of our listeners who yeah. have just responded about hearing one and how it hit something in their life or they tell me that they didn't they didn't know that before or that they had thought about it a different way and um and that to me just through the course of this has been 
been really neat. I think each episode I could think of a conversation I had with someone mm-hmm. about it that they were like, basically like, Hey, thanks. And I'm like, well, thank you. Cause it's yeah. just me and Eric sitting in a room, like letting out our, our hearts and our passion over this. And, and like, right. you're listening. That's cool. Yeah. It, yeah. It's been cool to hear from you, the listeners, um, hear what your thoughts are. And, and, and I think this question I want to hear especially from listeners. So if you've got something that stood out to you over the last 10 episodes, shoot us an email. Um, but what stood out to me was like, first of all, that Jesus is raising the bar a lot. Yeah. Like it, we don't, we don't necessarily think about that a lot on how like Jesus takes, takes thing and he, and he, and he brings it to a whole new level, but he also, it's also at the same time, very simple. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, you know, we just look back at the first episode, which is love your enemies. Mm. That's so simple, but so raising the bar as well. Right. It's it's kind yeah. of like both. He goes both ways in some amazing way. You know and, what I mean? And we talked about that a lot in that episode. And I remember referencing Moses's law, which was kind of this complex. It had been even more comp. It had been compromised and complicated by Pharisees mm-hmm. over time this this you know law that god had given and then jesus comes and he becomes the new moses who resets the law simplifies it and yet goes we're way better than this and you're absolutely right that's that's what all of these pieces that we're we're going over are um that's what our past episodes are and it's it's motivating to me yeah and I, I I just continue to look through this list of things like, do you want to get well or the kingdom of God has come near or uh, love your life and lose it or all the, or what God has joined together. Let no one separate. There's like another layer to everything that Jesus says. Yeah. There's not just the, the surface layer and, and it's easy to say like, Oh, there's so much depth behind this. And that's kind of like a, I feel like a, a popular thing for people to say is, Oh, I, you know, I want to go deep and I want to, I want real stuff and what, whatnot, but, um, kind of like pulling back the layers and seeing, yes, it means what we think it means, but it also means so much more. Yeah. Um, so not just taking the things that he said at their surface level, you know, and being able to like, look at them a little bit w- w- with a magnifying glass, you know, yeah. look at them closer. I like that. And I also, I imagine, so, First of all, right, Jesus spoke in a lot of parables, mm-hmm. which weren't direct answers. And I just imagine yeah. the disciples, like, gathered together after he would say a parable, like, okay, what did that mean? Like, but, yeah. Let's, like, okay, what did you think? What did you think? What did you think? And I, I honestly think they probably got a lot of the same interpretations that, like, we come up with today. And they're yeah. probably like, okay, well, it could apply this way, this way, this way, and this way. And I think that's, again, kind of that, that beauty that you're referencing is... Um, you know, it's so much deeper than just that first level. And yet it's yeah. still simple. Do you have a favorite episode from the first 10? Oh man. I mean, when we've had guests, that's been really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're also good. I thought I love the salt of the earth episode too. That was good. I had a lot of passion for that one. I also loved, um, anyone who loves their life will lose it episode six you know i'm gonna i'm gonna fall to a little bit of recency bias and i'm gonna say 
they will even greater things. If if I throw out the ones with the guests, because the ones with Ryan and Ben were awesome. Yeah, those were really really good. Those probably my my favorite too. And that's not just saying that because they were our guests and we've got to be nice to them. Those were just awesome because they're like experts on the right. That we we asked our guests to choose the one that they love the most, right? But if I were to say the ones that just we did, probably nine. The last one they were doing even greater things because every time like. I walk out of this room and I see my wife and she's like, Oh, how'd it go? And I'm always like, that was the best one yet. (laughs) And, and so maybe my mind is just thinking like, that's the most recent one that I was like, that was the best one yet. And you're also a super excitable person. Yeah. Which I love about you. Am I? Yeah. You're always amped up for whatever's going on. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever been told that. Okay. Okay. Well, Well, I love that about you. Oh, thank you. All right. You're always genuinely interested and excited about what's going on. Like, for example, you, you like you know when I'm playing golf because I usually tell you. Yes. And without me texting you, you will text me and be like, how did yeah, it go what's, today? What's your score? Like, tell me. Like, what did you shoot? How yeah. did it go? Like, see, you're just. I feel like your score is my score a little bit because, because, <laughs> Cause, I, cause, cause I consider my my, coach. <laughs> I consider myself your coach. Whether you consider myself me your coach at you all. I, I, I. If you succeed, then I succeed. I love it. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, send us uh, send us an email, a tweet, a message, DM, whatever it is, um, and let us know what stood out to you from these first ten episodes. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. We'll read a couple um, if if anyone sends some out uh, in the next couple episodes. Because two of our episodes have been listener submitted. Yeah, this verses. one. This one tonight is and listener this submitted. One is. Yeah, I think yeah. that's number three. Yeah, yeah. So, so but before we get to that, did you hear about the Jared Wilson stuff? I did. I did. And I honestly was really confused when I was reading it on Twitter. That's kind of how I found out. That's and how I found I w- out too. I was like, wait a second. I just saw a tweet from him like yesterday and yeah. I didn't, I didn't, and I thought he had been sick or he had been like something wild happened, like a crash. But honestly, mm-hmm. you know, one of, one of the most confusing, hard things happen and, and he ended up committing suicide. Yeah. Um, and knowing his story, he battled with pretty severe depression and was very open about that and, and spoke and wrote about that. Um, I remember reading his book, Jesus Swagger. Mm. Um, and, and I just like, this dude's so cool. Like, I think he's yeah. the coolest hip pastor out there. Yeah. Uh, he was a, he was a pastor at harvest ministries in California. I think, yeah, I think it was California and very, very large church, beautiful family. Um, and I don't think anyone ever would th- conceive that he would, you know, would do that. And that yeah, I think that it's really hard to understand. It was kind of his ministry was specifically yeah. towards people struggling with that. And, um, yeah, I, I did not, I was not as familiar with him as, as you probably were reading his books. Um, and his message uh, didn't, wasn't something that stuck with me as much. Um, I, I did know that he was, he was a pastor, and, yeah. you know? So when I saw his name pop up, he, he was almost one of those pastors where you're like, uh, why is his name trending? Yeah. You know, if, if you, sure. yeah. not, not to like knock anyone else, but there, there are those, those famous pastors where you're like, eh, I probably know why his name's trending. Yeah. Right. You right. know, they like to stir the pot a little bit. Yep. I don't remember ever thinking, oh, what did he say now? Yeah. Um, and when I was a, when I was a golf pro, I had a, a junior golfer actually commit suicide and oh, he, and yeah. he was, 
he was he was legitimately like our best um hit everything going for him and and there's there's just like around that whole topic there's just so much we don't get and i i I think i get frustrated a little bit with people who like try to speak into it Mm -hmm. when we just really don't understand yeah that there's you know there's there's two sides we talk about two ditches we've talked about two ditches in previous episodes where there's like two wrong ways to interpret something right there's one ditch to say like oh you know he's he you know there is a ditch that says like you you committed an unforgivable sin and then there's the ditch that that um kind of makes light of it uh, yeah makes i totally know what i mean we're saying um and there's there's something that we just don't even understand that i don't understand about it all right and And so i think it deserves our our sympathy yeah uh, and and that's kind of what we do with with the verses of jesus right like there's there's a lot of people who are going to speak on stuff that Jesus say and they're not going to understand it all yet they're going to claim that they do and they're going to bring that message down a road that it shouldn't be brought down. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're saying about this situation like we don't know. We weren't there. We weren't a part of that journey. We can read articles but even then you're not sure. And and, and so we have tremendous sympathy for it, but I think the thing it does do is continually bring, you know, mental health awareness yeah forward. And Honestly, as a as a you know as assistant principal and um, working in the world of education with a lot of students who have now in this generation that's being schooled has high anxiety yeah. and depression and suicide a- attempt rates and it's it's a scary world. Yeah, um, even right here at home for us in Iowa, and I, I would say the two major things that come out of that is number one we can't be scared to talk about it. In fact, ignoring it only makes it more conceivable and daunting for the person struggling with it and talking about it and bringing awareness to it is better for everyone. And secondly, like if you are out there and you're struggling with those type of thoughts of harming yourself or conceiving how you might do something like this, um, like we want you to, to ask for help. It's mm-hmm. not shameful to ask for help. It's not shameful to say, Hey, I'm mentally struggling with this. And I even pulled up the, the suicide hotline prevention number and you could call them and they can talk to you too. If you're like, I don't want yeah. anybody to know, like they are trained to do that. And that number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And if you forget that, it's one of Logic's top songs. That's right. It is. And Which I, I I love. I love that. I, I'm i a fan of Logic. I think he is I, I awesome. I love Logic. I love him. It. He is. He's, he's great. So um, so that's just, yeah, just, we just wanted to touch on that, I think, on top of, of Jared's story. And um, it's definitely something to talk about, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say if, if you're struggling with something like that, talk to someone about it. Yeah. But but also the the truth that we know of the gospel is that Jared was forgiven and and Jared obviously knew Jesus whether yeah. regardless of of his final yeah. act right yeah and so that is true and um that's what matters yeah Amen. so um so we're gonna kind of transition here we'll we'll move into uh, our topic here in a second because it is listener requested I actually just sent a message to the listener saying we're doing it now we're doing it now because 
it was a little delayed because it takes us a little while. But um, what are you drinking over there? Yeah, so I brought in my own homemade smoothie, and I. What is it? Yeah, it's a peanut butter banana smoothie, and oh, so I usually do about like half ice, level up the almond milk, okay. just to the ice level, throw in frozen bananas, and I ha- we get this PB two like. Uh, peanut butter powder oh. instead of using the thick peanut because that, that stuff gets clunky in there and it kind of okay. sticks everywhere. Yep. So I use the peanut butter powder and mix it all together. Phenomenal. Sounds great. Yeah. It's my kind of smoothie. And it's a great it's a great little little sippy drink right now. Yeah. I've got an Apothic Red which oh. is kind of our go-to wine. Yeah. Have you said this one before? I don't know if I've named it. Um, it's a it's a Costco wine that I always talk about. Of course it is. <laughs> it's six ninety nine at Costco, so it's really cheap. Uh, but it's it's solid. So, okay, so we like it. I don't know. I'm, remind me to talk to you about wine off air sometime. I don't need you're, to do it. I don't need to do it on the podcast. You're gonna, you're gonna have all our listeners <laughs> wanting to know what you're talking about. I'm becoming. A, I'm I'm just becoming more aware of that world, and I I would like to challenge you on something. Okay. Later. Yeah. Anyway, sounds good. <laughs> Um, okay. So our topic, like I said, listener requests is from Justin Sheriff. Uh, he said on Twitter, would love to hear you guys on stuff. Jesus said, talk about the parable of the woman and the unjust judge and persist, uh, and persistent prayer. Sorry if you saw that beep. That was a uh, text message I just got. Um, so that's from Luke 18, one through eight. And, uh, do you want to read it? Or you've got a really good preacher yeah, I voice. Gotta, I gotta you do you get it. I, I Okay, I'll let you do it because you got from, a good from last episode. You got a when you preacher voice. This. Yeah, here we go. Luke eighteen one through eight. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, "In a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought, and there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary.' For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself." Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, he will find faith. Will he find faith on earth? Okay, I, so I so many questions come to mind. <laughs> um, who's this adversary, right, of the widow? And oh, that's a good. I didn't even think of that question. You know, I was like, uh, so is this just like a? Part of me thinks is it, is it a property dispute? And I mean, it's not a literal situation it's not a historical situation it's a parable right but is there any reference to uh so it's a widow meaning meaning she she probably didn't have much property much money she couldn't bribe the judge is is, do you think that's any true any part of it yep that's i was trying to like peel back the layers and be like what is what's going on here because there's some weird things that was the first thing and then the end um it says I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, he will find. Uh, will he find faith on the earth? 
Mm. That which is it? Isn't it interesting? Uh, there's like this is a very obscure one. Yeah, I can see why Justin requested for it. sure. And I think when I look at it at face value, I go, uh, "Okay, moving on." <laughs> like yeah. you're like, I'm not sure what to do with that. But when I start digging into it and seeking, you know, the truth behind it, I start to find a lot more. Um, so, so those are some good good reactions. I, I mean, I've got more if you want them, but that those are just the weird ones that stick out. To yeah, me. well, we'll we'll keep going here. I I'm my original reactions here are that okay, it, it starts off kind of with this narrative where Jesus told his disciples a parable. So okay, he's going into his teaching method again, and he's trying to teach them something. So when we look at this parable as a whole, we're thinking, what is Jesus's message? and learning point to his disciples and to those who are listening around him. Right. So there's got to be a purpose to this really wacky story. It kind of says it right at the beginning. It does. It literally does, right? So a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. So that right there makes me assume that this widow is the one who's fervently praying. Yeah. Would you say that that's true in this parable? Yeah. Because she's it, asking, 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 right? Asking. He's, she's asking and she's asking and she's asking and she's probably at home praying and praying and praying that this could actually happen for her. Yeah. And I have no clue who this adversary is. Maybe you've found some background on that. I no, I, no, I haven't. I, haven't I, don't, I don't think that's, I, mean, I don't, I don't know how relevant that is, No, I but think I think it's is. interesting about this judge because he essentially is like, I don't care about her. I'm not going to do anything. And then after a while he gets annoyed he sincerely just gets annoyed and goes, that's literally the word I wrote down was annoyed. Yeah. I would right? be annoyed. He, I would be annoyed too. And you would be annoyed. And if you've ever followed Bob Goff, the way he got into law school was just annoy the he, admissions rep. Yes. Every, he literally sat outside the door and waited every single day to get an answer. And finally they're like, fine, you can be in. That was incredible. Yeah. I, I could not believe that when I yeah. heard that story. So that's Bob's, it's in, Bob it's in everybody always, right? No, love does. It's in Love Does. Okay. Love Does. It's like the opening few chapters of Love Does. Anyway, okay. so like it's this annoyance, and yet I love his reasoning in here. Actually, I hate his reasoning in here. Sorry. But he goes, you know, even though I don't even fear God, so right there, I think right there, he's noting this obviously is some kind of religious situation, and she's praying for something. Like she is, she's prayerfully oh. asking something. and Because well, why else would he bring God into it. Like, even though I don't fear God, so I'm not doing this for the sake of God or do I even care what people think? Like I'm going to do what I want yet because she keeps bothering me and I want her to stop. I'm just going to do this. Okay. So you think this, that maybe the judge is someone who's like, you know, we think in this country where there's like separation of church and state where our judges are not religious figures, but in like uh, Hebrew, absolutely, the ju- leading of the yeah. Old Testament, there's the judges so, who are, you know what I mean? Like, yes. like, do you think this this judge that he's referring to is someone who takes on religious uh, disputes? I guess yes, or more, or bigger. So here, remember Israel, little tokens. Yeah. So I, I've been to Israel. I've yep. I've I've seen the setup of old, 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 old cities and marketplaces and and the very interesting thing about what i found in israel Mm -hmm. 
is a lot of the times, not a lot of times, almost every city or town when you would come in would have this huge throne seat in the common area. Okay. And that's where the the like the viceroy or the the judge delegate from the king or a sponsorship from the po- person in power would send this person and sit they would sit there and daily they would hear the problems of the people daily and you would come with yeah. your problems and you would come with the person you had the problem with and you would sit there and you would or you would stand there and the, the guy would judge and say you got to give five shekels to that person go and it would have yeah. would have to be done or right. you need to take his eye out cuz he took your eye out do it you're done so no doubt this widow was coming to him every single day yeah. every single day and this is a very common practice at that time you would come to the court the court or the marketplace where everyone's the courtyard is wide open everyone's there the judge would be sitting there and you're coming every day and so i'm i don't know if it's so much like religious versus non-religious as it is she probably came literally in a prayerful state every day. Like I've been praying to God that you would do this. And you know, will, will you make this action happen for me? And this judge is like, I don't care about God. So he just, l- let me ask you this. So is he just straight ignoring her for all those times? Yes. Every single time. He's just not even He's ruling. Like, no, I'm it. not going to do that. No, I don't and care. So, and so my response, if I was annoyed for day after day after day, probably would not be to give a favorable ruling. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and in this it says, um, I will see that she gets justice, which is a favorable ruling. Or maybe it's just a favorable ruling in his eyes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just think that's a very interesting perspective to have about this judge because I don't know why it's favorable. I don't know why why he decided to go that route after all of this. I mean, he. We have evidence here of him just saying, "Because she keeps bothering me, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm annoyed, and so I'm just right. gonna do it." And I also think Jesus is setting this up for almost an impossible situation. And again, if you go back to culture, in context at the time, and the methodology of how these little judgments worked in a marketplace city setting, this widow would never, ever, ever, ever have had it answered like it was. And yet it did happen because she's a widow. Not it's not because she's a widow. I th- it it honestly just happened because the guy didn't want to be bothered anymore. Yeah. And you're okay if you're on the other side. Yeah, it, it, she's a widow. No one cares about her. They're not gonna support her, you know, protect her because she's kind of a lost cause to their city. And sorry, that's just like that's how it was at the time. I don't know. Right. I don't know that's believe that about endorse- widows today. That's not an endorsement. Um, no, just that's just like how they viewed the lessers at the right. People of right. leprosy of widows, um, the prostitutes, the, um, the poor, the, the homeless, like that's, that was that crowd that they, they didn't care. The Roman empire was all about kind of the survival of the fittest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, that's that is one angle to look at the context of what's going on here and really the the why of this story if i start to change the lens a little bit and i think about why jesus is telling it mm-hmm. i start to think about how this parable is about how we should pray and not give up so is god comparing himself 
to this ignorant judge? Because is uh, how I think direct how direct of a comparison is that? I think he's contrasting himself because other other places in the Gospels he says like he tells a parable and he says, uh, for instance, like when um, he talks about uh, parents giving kids good gifts, and he says like the the key phrase I think is how much more so does God give good gifts to his kids? Like if if you will you know a parent doesn't give a is it a snake to a kid right. It, then, then how much more so is God going to give you good gifts? It's, it's something to that effect. Um, I think this is kind of like that without saying the how much more so. It's like, hey, even this human judge who's probably annoyed and disrespecting this woman is going to give justice in this situation or is going to respond in this situation. How much more so is God going to do that? So I think he's he's not he's not saying like God is like this judge. I think he's saying yeah. God is different than this judge how much how much better okay. is god than I this like judge that. and that would i would say that would echo a lot of jesus's phrasings and and teachings and in, in other and, situations and too. i don't even know if in another did you read niv yeah so did i so I, i'm gonna pull up the nlt real quick see if it even says how much more so or something along that lines i don't think it does yeah uh i don't see it in nlt but 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 basically, I, th- I think it, yeah, it follows like that same that. pattern mm-hmm. is That's, what, I, it, what it sounds like. I see that there for sure. So so here's my next question. Yeah. Is this parable showing us and is God slash Jesus telling us that we can change God's mind? So that's an interesting discussion that I remember having in seminary. I specifically Ooh. remember having I've this actually had some interesting discussions on this too, so now I just got excited. So can we change God's mind? There are specific places in the Old Testament where the Bible says God changed his mind. Yes, it does. You know? Isn't that wild? And so how does that how does that interact with our understanding of God being omniscient, omnipresent, uh, you know, omnipotent, omni, all these things. Yeah. Like within time, but outside of time and knowing where the course of history goes, you know, because if um, if God changes his mind, then it changes the course of history that he knew previously. And that means he didn't know ahead of time. Right. 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 So, um, if God changes his mind, then that means he's like, then in our mind, it's like, oh, I was wrong. I need to change my mind. And then God's not perfect. Right. That's, that's kind of the argument. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I had like a recording or my notes of this, of this discussion, but basically what I remember is we tend to think of things as so black and white that there's a right answer. There's a wrong answer. Well, okay, can you think of a time in the Old Testament where it says God changed his mind? Yeah. Let me let me just try to pull it up while I talk. Sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to think as well. Um, there was one time where... Um, numbers 14, oh. it appears God, or Moses changes God's mind. Yeah, about... 
um, wiping out all of the Israelites, right? Because they were looking at the golden calf or whatever. Like, wasn't it in that scenario? I'm pulling up Numbers 14. The people rebel. Um, Moses intercedes for the people, and the Lord punishes the Israelites. So without reading through that chapter real quick, the headings appear like Israelites messed up. God wanted to punish them, or God wanted to eliminate them, and Moses convinces God not to. I need to read through that, so don't take my exact word for it, but that sounds like it's about right. There are right. situations like that. There's and, like there's like four or five in the Old Testament that I yeah and and so in in our mind it's like oh well God changed his mind because he realized he was wrong but that that's a that's a very narrow way of thinking about it God's God's way whether he changed his mind or not both ways were right there's still you know when you think about like you get a job offer or something and you're like we get so caught up on like what's do it? Do I take it or do I not take it? Or do I? Sometimes God's just like, it's your choice. Like both ways will work out. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. his his promises still still work out. Uh, we just are so stuck on there's a right and a wrong, and he's like, no, there's a lot of different right ways. You just he he he's he's God, so he can change his mind from one right way to another right way. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? And I I honestly that's that's kind of the explanation that I would have given to that I remember discussing deeply when I was learning about this too is that um, God has a lot of right ways okay we talk people always want to know especially millennials like what's God's will for my life well it's actually probably a lot of things yeah. and as long as you're in tune in tune and f- have the heart of the Lord in yourself and you're pursuing him you're you're gonna be good And you could probably be a baker or a coffee maker or a CEO of a huge company. You almost rhymed. Baker. Coffee maker. Or a something, something. Baker. I don't know. Sorry. Oh, man, it was so close. Go on. If you can think of something that rhymed, email us. Or an Instagram faker. But anyway. Yes, yes. (laughs) You... Uh, he, you know, like God's goal, if you're living for me and, and, um, truly in me as I am in you, then you're like, you're going to be good. Like that's where you're supposed to be. And I might move you very obviously somewhere else down the road. And people have had those transitions of change. I think that's also true about God in this moment as he's going, Hey, um, okay. Like if that's the way you think it should go. Yeah, we can do that too. Yep. And it's not going to ruin this plan for eternity that I have because it's just going to be this the same deal. Which you could you can kind of argue cuz like okay, wipe out the whole Israelite group right out of Egypt yeah, or that would have made his initial promise pretty interesting cuz his initial promise is like I will return you to the land of well, your forefathers and via Abraham. Yeah, the the Abrahamic covenant is right. like your descendants will outnumber the stars in the sky, right? Yeah. And so that's like, if you're going to wipe out the people, then how's God going right. to, he's going to find a way, he's going to find a he way. Could it, do it. It still well, he did it, it to Job. Like, yeah. Hey Joe, I'm going to double what you got. Oh, yep. That really hurt, but you did it. That would have made the Bible interesting. Yeah. I mean, so, it's interesting anyway, but so anyway, okay. I don't know if we have to get stuck on this question so, for too long, but like, well, I, I do. I mean, I just, I see it there. Like, 
this judge totally changes his mind. And so we could, we could say, okay, this verse is, is compelling us to pray unceasingly yeah, in order to get God to do this thing. Or because it's contrasting God with the judge, is it saying, hey, that, that process of waiting matters? And there's, I have something for you, and even in the waiting. Like the, the unjudged judge is probably not allowing the woman to wait because he wants her to grow or change in some way before True. he makes a ruling. He's not doing that. He's annoyed. But God may, he's, he's asking you to continue to ask, continue to pray over and over and over again. And, and maybe he's not saying, so that you change my mind, but maybe it's the other side of the coin that says, so that you learn from the process of not having what you want. Yeah. That definitely goes deeper on us. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like that would fit with the character picture that we have of God in the rest of the Bible. Right. And the I, waiting. And I, I definitely, I agree with you. I think an interesting line that I kind of, wrote down was a long time on earth is a short time in heaven's is sorry. Yeah. A long time on earth is short in heaven's timeline. Right. And that's kind of what you're saying there is, okay, it's, it's God's not torturing us by making us live in this without answering a prayer. Yeah. He's not penalizing us and saying we have to work hard and, prove our faith and prayer life in order to get what we're praying for. He has a purpose behind the wait time that's going to move us the way we need to be moved in order for this all to come together at the right moment. Right. And I think that's how I truly see this challenge that Jesus is putting before his disciples. Yeah. I mean, I think it, uh, yeah, I it, I think it kind of could go both ways because they they both fit. Um, I actually gave a whole message at Revive on waiting, on like what the value of it, it was a while ago on the value of waiting and how to wait on God faithfully and um. Yeah, I I think I think that's just something that sometimes God asks us to do. But he doesn't ask us to do that as a torture or as as punishment no, right. or as, um, and sometimes I think we're we're so focused on the oh this is so miserable why isn't you know I why haven't I got my prayers answered or whatever, and we miss the okay what's God trying to teach me in that? So. So what what prayers then, are the wrong prayers? Because I think we can get caught Ooh. in that zone, right? Because look, look, again, looking at the situation, right at the beginning, Jesus is saying, you should always pray and not give up. So what prayer are we praying that we should give up? What's the wrong I prayer? I don't know if there's an answer to that. I think there is. I would Okay, here, let me answer that then first. And then, oh, you, but then you say... There wasn't an answer. <laughs> I would... <laughs> I would say there isn't one because a prayer offered 
no matter how uh no matter where it's what the heart it comes with has some mustard seed of faith right you're not asking mm-hmm. if you don't think that there's some reason for some way for an answer to happen right interesting and so my thing would be but does that warrant that it's still the right prayer for example if i'm praying that okay this is a totally made up scenario i'll try and lessen the severity of what popped in my mind but if i'm praying that um someone would die no nope. well that's what i was thinking about. i was going to keep it lower than that eric okay well Holy cow. I, all right <laughs> uh I, if i pray that my attempt to rob the bank tomorrow goes well yeah because i really need the money you're telling me that that's still si- a mustard seed of faith that's faith in the right aspect and knowledge of God. You know what? Um, I'm going to say it's not all right. It's not all wrong. I'm saying the request I'm saying the request is wrong, but there's a sliver of that heart that's right. I'm saying that, that I'm saying that God that can That sounds like pretty see, selfish no, no, no. gain to me. No, no, no. That Here, my hear ploy me to rob the bank goes hear, well. Hear me out. Hear me out, okay? Because the point of prayer is like not just like, hey, I'm gonna send my requests up and I'm not gonna listen. So maybe the maybe the answer is one that where you're not listening back in return. So if you're asking that, then God's responding with, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Okay, and so you're you're but you're opening as in the in the uh, telephone lingo, you're picking up the phone and dialing. You might be saying the wrong things into the receiver, but God's responding with, hey, 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 let's let's think about that. Let's not do that. Let's here. Let's refocus you in a different way. But at least you've t- picked up the receiver, right? I'm saying there's a I get it. I'm I saying I'm saying. saying there's a portion of there's a, there's there's some good to it. There's it's not all. See, that's the thing. Like, that's what I, I've said over and over again. Like, there's not it's not all black and white. There's slivers of good. There's slivers of bad and all. And we so much want to make things so black and white, like, oh, that is just a wrong prayer. Everything's wrong about that. Well, no, like you in some way acknowledge that there's a power higher than you are. You're 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 on the right track in some sense. Right. You know what I mean? That's no, I, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying no, it's a it's, I'm not saying it's a quality prayer. Sure. No, I, I hear you. And. I'm struggling to see the like the faith portion in it, but that's okay. I like I can understand that line of reasoning, and I can always disagree yeah. with you, and it's yeah. okay. Because when I when I angle that when I when I look at the angle of that question, like, is there a a wrong prayer? Yeah. To be praying. I th- I think so many hearts can be jaded almost to the point where God becomes a genie. And I'm going to pray right. that I get benefited from this scenario, no matter the cost for anybody else. And for me, even though, yes, there could be this mustard seed of faith and I get the action of prayer and, and what you're explaining. But for me, that is truly a selfish heart that's not aligned with the Lord. That's, I would agree with that. I agree. That's going in, an, in, an, in, a, in, in a form of prayer that's like, no that that's not that's not what prayer is for but then then we get into i mean i i i agree with that i don't i don't disagree but then it also you can get into like where's the line and me saying like hey god heal my dad who had late stage pancreatic right. cancer right yeah. Yeah. and that was a selfish prayer it just was like i wanted him healed mm-hmm. 
but that was a selfish that was selfish i mean that was and not i don't want to say it's selfish but it, i i wanted that because i wanted it for me yes and i and i i get that and i think that to me is a situation where what you explained is absolutely true in levels of yeah. Of so that. I guess I'm just wondering what yeah. we, we just know. don't know what the line You're is. Right. You know what I mean? That's the, the, the line is mesh of black and white. That's yeah. the gray area. So, so I I guess my answer would be like we we need Maybe. to we need to we need we need to listen in the prayer that yeah. like a, as we're asking we have to li- be able to listen to, yep. to what the response is. I so like I don't that. know if there's a right or wrong. That, that's good. That's good. Okay, I have I have one more question that okay. popped up when I read this verse. Okay. And then we can maybe kind of move on to some other yep. um, portions of this. Yeah. So the other one I had was this. Does, because at the end of it, Jesus noted the faith aspect. Yes, that one. So I, I tell you, he, this is verse eight. I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on earth? That last question boggles my mind that it, yeah it bothers me too and i couldn't really figure out and i even i looked really deeply in all my notes and even commentaries and i i was kind of unsure of what this was meaning so it just hit me is he asking the same thing that you just asked like what's a good prayer like what's what's a prayer offered in faith like okay he will answer the prayer but will he find faith like even though he will answer the prayers of justice, mm-hmm. he will see that justice comes quickly. However, will will he find what matters more? And that's faith. I like that. You know, that's, that's the, a good challenge. These, faith, hope, and love. These, these things are three the, remain. Yep. And the grace, the grace is, love. is love. That He doesn't say, I mean, not that justice is a bad thing, but he doesn't say justice in there. So maybe is he saying like, yes, justice will come, but the son of man will come back and he's looking for faith. I like that. Is that is that what he's saying? Well, I think that's I think that's a- absolutely a part of it. If you're listening, go read Luke one eight in whatever or uh, sorry eighteen eighteen eight yeah. Luke eighteen eight in whatever in whatever translation you do, and read that and and think about what you think that means because it's kind of a weird question. It's kind of a uh, uh, maybe sarcastic or. Um, I'm losing the word. What's the what's the question that doesn't require an answer? Rhetorical. Rhetorical. I I also I, I feel a challenge in there. Kind of like you're saying. When I go back to the scenario of this parable and how it's focused on really following through with prayers and I would say persisting in prayer in order to see that growth and development in yourself and move your faith forward and move your, you know, like allowing God to move in you in this scenario of what you're praying. Then I I come to that faith question. And I think Jesus is truly, I think he's challenging. Will you all still have faith? Even if your prayers aren't answered. Will there be people here who still have yeah. faith, even if the p- your prayers haven't been answered? And that's similar to what you said, right? Like, yeah. I feel like I'm landing in the same spot. But I, I, I think he's he's really asking: Will faith be here when the world doesn't get what they want? Yeah. And 
it, it was for a purpose, but yet they're not going to agree with me. They're not going to always be on the same page as me. So will faith still exist? It's kind of like if that widow was asking for like what you asked in the fake, pr- like the yeah. to rob the bank. Right. Yeah. But she's asking for justice. She's asking for the thing that God's wants. Yep. Whereas a lot of times we ask for the things that we want. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you that, that, that I think that's, that's probably an aspect of his, as, of his, mm-hmm. as well in that, like, will you still believe even when you don't get what you want, but I, I get what I want, which is better than what you want. Yeah. You know, I know. I totally, I totally feel that. I think that's a really hard area. And, and honestly, I really didn't get the time to dig into that as much as I wanted to, but I would love to hear from people who are, are like, Hey, I want to prove Corey and Eric right wrong. here or wrong yes yeah. like uh, i think i would love i'd love to hear from you all that's why you can now email stuff jesus said podcast at gmail.com yeah and I, because i i don't know if we have the, the time in this to keep digging around things that we maybe don't know as well as we should about that small sliver but a question that comes from it for me and this is kind of my last question is in the main content is does persistence sorry does persistence equal faith Does persistence equal faith? Okay, so I think about my son who's uh he's he's got words. He's twenty one, twenty two months, something like that. He's got words, he walks, he's like a little human. And um like he he asks over he, he has words. Like this tonight at at dinner. He had strawberries, uh, chicken salad, uh, blueberries, and some cheese. And, and he finished off his blueberries, and he held out his bowl, and he said, I want blueberries. Full out. Full out. Straight out. Full, I want blueberries. Wow. And he's not asking that. If he knew he wasn't getting it, right, he's not asking. I mean, maybe his maturity level I'm not thinking of. But if I'm thinking of like... If I was, you know, 16 and asking my dad, hey, I want something, I have some faith that there might, it might be fulfilled. Right. I have even maybe a sliver when I'm thinking about uh, something I might have asked my parents when I was 16 that I was like, here, here's an example. So I've got another podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I told you before we came on that I just got, I, 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 scheduled a podcast with someone who's a top hundred golfer in the world. And so my father-in-law, he goes by what he calls the Aladdin principle. And he's like, it doesn't hurt to ask. Right. And so I asked this guy, this PGA tour pro, who's pretty well known. Hey, you want to come on the podcast? And I mean, I, I had a sliver of, faith that maybe he'll say yes i i made it made my pitch right right but i wouldn't have i don't think i would have asked if i didn't have didn't think there was any chance at all i had again back to that mustard seed i had a mustard seed that he might say yes yeah that's a long-winded answer to say like i think i think persistence does sort of in a roundabout way equal faith because if you you're persistent because you think there might be a yes yeah 
I or like that. And I th- so I, I think we can say yes to this question in a lot of ways. In the way that you just described it, absolutely. I think persistence equals faith when we're praying a prayer for a really long time and trying to get it answered, e- even when it seems impossible. Um, but yet that glimmer of hope still exists. Um, I think I think that there's also times where persistence um, it equals faith, but it kind of it's a jaded faith. It's a this idea that um, you know I'm gonna keep asking for something I really know that I I shouldn't have and I shouldn't get, but yeah, I kind of want it anyway. And yeah. maybe it goes back, you know, to the person who um, persistently buys lotto tickets, just hoping that they can instantly become a millionaire like that's fine go for it but i know you have that glimmer of faith but you know maybe there's maybe there's some some better wisdom there in the end too or or whatever you know way addictively that we can go with persistence but um i think when it comes to following the lord and, and from the heart of this parable that i see jesus giving to the disciples i think he is telling us that persistence in prayer does equal faith. I think he's, he's challenging us. Like, don't just give it up because it didn't go your way. I, and I, I heard that from you pretty, pretty quickly tonight too, Eric. And it's, it's impressive that this is, this is the way that Jesus is communicating it to the disciples. But chapter 18, if we kind of look at context again here, has back-to-back parables about prayer. Yeah. This, this first one is, you know, with this persistent widow. Yep. And the second one is about the Pharisee and the tax collector. It comes right yeah. after it in yeah. verse 9 and a little bit on. And this Pharisee walks into the temple and shouts his prayer and goes, at least I'm not like that tax collector. Yeah. And the tax collector is meek in the corner and pounds his chest. And he just says, hey, he says, Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. So Jesus is is showing his disciples you need persistence in prayer because that's showing your faith and you need humility in prayer because that is the state of prayer. So mm-hmm. take those two together. Should we be pridefully asking for things for only our benefit that we shall prosper from it and no one else will or that we shall have this prayer answered just because it's what we want or are we humble in our prayers persistently asking the Lord for something that we hope through faith can happen, but we're not going to anchor our lives to in case it doesn't. Yeah. It's almost like he's defining prayer as well. Yeah. Because he's saying like a prayer that is, um, we'll go back to the, rob a bank like me saying to god uh i pray that tomorrow my robbing of the bank goes well uh that's that's not necessarily prayer because we don't have the we don't have the the heart behind it we don't have the added the um yeah the faith the faith behind it um because you know we're not we're not waiting for an answer we're just wanting it's the genie versus the prayer the, you know yeah. the the wish verse of prayer um it's almost like we we think of those things as synonymous in our world maybe yeah um but he's defining like no this is actually what a prayer is this is a prayer is like has this much faith so much faith that you're like persistently asking and thinking that it's going to happen 
and it's humble, it's not like the uh, Pharisee and the tax collector. Right. It's it's got this kind of heart. It's got this kind of action. This is what it looks like. Boom. Yeah. A little bit of definition to it as well. I like that. I like that. So, and and when I look at the why behind this too, I I truly believe that it's a reminder to not stop your relationship with God as well as your practice of prayer and your, your follow through of faith when your prayers aren't answered on your own timeline. And I, th- I think that's the big challenge for us all, because again, we kind of default to this selfish pr- kind of prideful prayer. I do. I, I sincerely do kind of tr- uh, like, I want my stuff my way on my timeline and God's reminding us that that's not always how it works. And when it doesn't work our way, we need to be maintaining this relationship. And I, I think of a couple instances where this happens in the New Testament. I think of Mary and Martha when Jesus dies. And Jesus had told them all, all of his followers, I'm going to die and rise again in three days. They yeah. didn't really believe that anymore. Like he yeah. actually died. Right. They didn't think that was possible. And yet they tarried. Sorry, they. That's, another, that's an old word. Like. They waited, they waited in prayer next to his tomb for, for two days. And and then on the third day they went and he was like, it's open. Like what, what happened? Right. But for those two days that stretched their relationship with Jesus, that stretched their faith extremely. So then go back to Lazarus with, which also involves Mary in in this. Right. And, and Martha, I think I can't remember which one. Yeah. Yeah both yeah whatever but lazarus they contacted jesus hey come heal him nah i'm busy jesus could have gone yeah they kind of in a sense prayed in that moment didn't they like hey jesus we know you do miracles bro please come help yeah yeah i'm not gonna make it lets him die they're mourning they're praying like how good does that happen and jesus comes up like do you not have faith yeah i got this so they like you wanted them to continue asking, even continue, though continue continue the relationship. They think the uh, they think they've been given a response, but or uh, an ending to it. Yeah, you know, like they like continue the relationship with the Lord, even when it seems like it's all over. Yeah, w- whatever that may be. Those two situations were death. It doesn't have to be death, right? Of, of course, keeping a relationship with Jesus in any situation is the most important thing here. And I just, I see that coming out in this parable is this challenge of be persistent in prayer, no matter the timeline, follow, like follow in, in, in the spirit of the Lord, deepen your relationship and the time, the time will come, whether it's now or in heaven. Yeah. So I think that kind of answers the, uh, why did Jesus say it? Yeah. We, we normally kind of hit that, but that, that kind of yeah. hits it is to like continue that relationship and, and believe that, that those things are, are, um, that God wants to answer those things. Absolutely. Uh, and he wants to continue that relationship as yeah. well. I think we did that. I think we also hit like, what should we be doing with it? Right? Like yeah. we, we bantered about that a, a long time and why it does matter. Like why, persistent faith matters why believing that god's a good god matters why why um keeping ourselves humble in the humble state matters when we're we're trying to 
um, work through a hard season, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of our prayers come in hard seasons. Now our prayers in great seasons are a little different. They're not really longing for something as much probably and as much as they do in hard seasons. Um, but, but how would you, how would you translate it today? It's kind of a chunky one, but, but how would you translate this idea today in our language? Um, hmm. let's see. I would probably say, keep on talking or let's maybe maybe it's just god saying let's let's talk about that let's talk about that (laughs) let's talk about that i like that (laughs) god's response let's talk about let's talk let's talk about that i like that or even the us humans going like hey god let's talk about that let's 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 (laughs) just happen let's keep talking let's keep talking about that let's keep talking about (laughs) i like it i think i would just kind of take some of the language we used and just say like pray unceasingly like yeah. don't don't s- and and how often how often do we do that you know how often do yeah. i just stop praying because i got busy or my mind shifted somewhere else or i saw yeah. a bird and got distracted like yeah. i just like pray unceasingly keep g- keep everything in prayer isn't that what uh first Thessalon- Thessalonians says for yes play, pray without ceasing is mm-hmm. which would be it it's not something that jesus said but maybe we'll we'll veer off one of these days it would be an interesting one, like like what does unceasingly mean? Like, does it mean every second of every day, or right. just like, oh, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I'm not saying no to your answer. I I think that's a good one. That just like continue praying, yeah, pray without ceasing or unceasingly. Uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of what we. Anything else you'd add to that? Is uh, like, what else would you? How else would you translate? Maybe let's let's try translating the that verse eight. I might just translate it to like, do you have faith? Like, do, like, I, w- I would say keep the faith, keep the faith, keep which the is faith. a second Peter, uh, yeah, second or first Peter. I think I'm just quoting other books of the Bible, but yeah, yeah but right. I think that, but that's good. Cause it should be redundant. Like yeah. that it should be the right. capitalizing Absol- after the same Absolutely. thing. So yeah, like keep, keep the faith. Second Peter four is keep the faith. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's good. Cause I think he's asking, like, yeah, I'll answer these justice things, which I believe in, but I also want to see your faith. Show me your faith. There you go. Yeah. Show me your faith. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, did we we kind of hit everything? I think we did. All right. Uh, so if you made it this far, we got a special uh, little secret for you. I think we might have teased it out I think last so. time, did we? I can't quite if, remember. If you haven't listened to the last episode, go back and do that. But uh, so our next episode, we've got a guest and this guest, I'm super pumped for. He's brilliant. He's uh, he's my type of guy. As as Pastor Jeremy would say, uh, he's forgotten more than I will ever know. Think about that for a second. He's forgotten more than I've ever than I will ever know. Uh, his name is Pastor Richard. Um, he's a pastor at our church, and uh, yeah, we're gonna do a tough one. We decided to throw a curveball. One he, that I've never thought about. I've, well, I've thought about it once when I read it, maybe twice when I read it, and then that I was think, it. I, yeah, I think every time I read it, I'm like, what on earth does that mean? And then, uh, yeah, then then I just kind of move on because I'm like, I'm not sure I know what that, I don't know. 
how to handle that. Uh, it's it's a couple different places in the, in the Gospels, but I'm gonna read the one from uh, Matthew uh, nine. It's uh, no one sews a patch of unshrunken cloth to an old garment. For the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. Uh, if they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be renewed. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Hmm. Which I've always been like, I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm going to skip gonna to the next keep thing. Going. So something about wineskins, sewing patches on things and why that matters and he's going to blow your mind i promise Seriously. you that one of the one of the the brightest people that i've heard speak through verses and theology ever yeah he's awesome so uh yeah tune in for that if you haven't already please subscribe rate and review uh the podcast we'd really appreciate it share it with anyone who you think would uh find this interesting and uh be sure to shoot us an email even if it's just hey love the show that's great yeah i'd love to hear from you uh give us some uh tips on what what other topics to do as well sweet you got anything to say Corey? nope all right see you guys later see ya